0: All right, so let's jump in. So Let's figure it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Figuring It Out. I don't know if you guys picked up on this. I really like the intro music. I think the intro oh, yeah. music, I it think it's... Slaps. The word I, slaps, I would say snazzy. No, snazzy. no, the, week, the weekday intro music is snazzy. That's got that kind of like jazzy feel to it. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that head bob. Ours is just, it just slaps. Ours is fun. It gets you warmed up, ready for a fun show. Right, Ready for faith and fun, as our description ready your, says. Ready for your favorite show. Ready ready for the favorite show. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, oh, oh no, we're so happy you guys are here. We're so happy you guys have joined us uh, for another episode. If this is your first time listening to Figuring It Out. Thank you and welcome. Uh my name's Austin <laughs> and, and that's Spencer and we're figuring nice. it out with Austin and Spencer.
1: <laughs> we have no idea what's going on.
0: We, <laughs> we just have to preface. Oh, and speaking of not knowing what's going on, we we're have to go right back. We, we we have to yeah, right. You see see what I did there? I'm, I'm getting better. I'm doing that's the whole good. video thing. But uh <laughs> we have to tie up some loose ends with uh with yeah. with production. So if you guys listen to episode 21, if you haven't, you should. But if you have listened to episode 21, you'll notice that it sounds around minute 20. It's a little disjointed. <laughs> we, we I, actually, I, actually just listened, I actually just listened to it before I jumped on. And we were planning on cutting that part, yeah. but it didn't get cut. And it's just it's the unedited footage. There it is. It's, it's
1: great. Well, it's I got a couple of texts this morning. It's like, yo, like I listened to the podcast. I think there's a part that was supposed to be cut. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so in the middle of the podcast, we're talking and I completely lose my train of thought, which is not uncommon. Like that's happened multiple times where I'm about to say something. And then I'm like, you know what, let's stop. I just completely forgot what I was going to say. So it wasn't uncommon, but the fact that it wasn't like, <laughs> we didn't cut it, made it very funny and I'm sure awkward and very confusing for all of you.
0: Yeah, and all then, of you listening were probably, oh, the the poor people that only listen on Spotify and don't get to see our beautiful reactions on YouTube, they, <laughs> they yeah. probably were like, what in the world just happened? They just got quiet, and they're like, is this, is this supposed to be part of it? And then at the end, there was that little, like, there was this little pause where it was had this awkward silence where you thought I was going, and then I thought you were going to pick it up, but then we just kind of dropped yeah. And we're like, okay, we'll edit that out too. Ha! Uh, all right, and thank you guys so much for joining. <laughs> that yeah, that was that was funny. So it was, it was
1: very funny to look back at it. Like it was like, oh man, it was a little cringy, but it was also pretty funny.
0: I, I guess you know we're just we're figuring it out. We're figuring Rolling out with life punches. in general, right? Rolling exactly. with the punches. How and to I gotta, I gotta tie up one other loose end. So oh boy it was a few, it was a couple episodes ago too my wonderful roommates who listen to the podcast regularly shout out to them they they made fun of me because even though i prefaced it i said this is going to sound dumb but when we were talking about the mars moon like the mars landing yeah. and the rover going to mars and i said was it a manned mission and like <laughs> i was just kind of just just kind of talking off the top of my head, talking off the dome, not really thinking about it, but then yeah, um, podcast comes out that week, and the first thing they say to me is not like, oh, like I really like what you had to say, but oh, like the Mars rover, like, you really think somebody <laughs> went to Mars? And I <laughs> felt terrible. So I don't actually think that we sent a man to Mars. I know that it was a rover now <laughs> because I got ridiculed for it. So
1: Everyone was not up. listening, if it- if we said, Yeah, we, we totally believe that there was a mansion mission to Mars, I would be like, All right, we can't listen to these guys.
0: Like the, they really don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they really
1: we should do a podcast to help with them. And then they can do a podcast.
0: We should do a podcast called like figuring it out figuring out figuring it out with Austin and Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would help How- a lot. How to dissect the language of Austin and Spencer on figuring it out? <laughs> yeah, but there'll
1: be there'll be a side episode that comes out with every every episode so that you're able to yeah. understand.
0: Yeah, and then we could do like a what is it document docu series about yeah. how figuring it out happens how the how yeah, the magic the happens how the bread gets made
1: our glamorous that lives. Yeah, you know how we how we show up on time for the podcast in our SUVs escorted by bodyguards. You know. <laughs> That'd be- and
0: then head back home to our mansions, <laughs> which is a great dream, but probably will not happen. So what? I, well, I mean, it could. So once
1: the docuseries series comes out, then that's when the money starts rolling in.
0: True, and then season two—that's when that's when the SUVs and the mansions—that's when it starts the making money moves. Yeah, yeah that's when that's yeah. when it happens. If,
1: you, if you're a long time listener to the podcast, we're all about getting money. <laughs> money and th- that's what we're all
0: about if you're not an, a long-time listener of the podcast you'll know or if you are a long-time listener of the podcast you know that we're not <laughs> <laughs> that was very sarcastic very sarcastic very sarcastic <laughs> but hey we're jumping into an interesting topic today on this the 22nd episode of figuring it out and we're kind of talking about the the line between confidence and arrogance, which I don't know if you guys have had this same experience, but every time I've been around a leader, the number one thing, like a leader, maybe like a pastor or I don't know, a teacher, facilitator. I like a boss, the number one thing that turns me off is is arrogance. Mm -hmm. Like thinking they are like somebody, and I'm not thinking of anybody in particular. um, but I'm just that general attitude of saying I am God's gift to this and they may not say that openly, but they may act, they carry themselves like that. That is probably, I would say the number one thing that like turns the light bulb off in my head that says, okay, Hey, I don't really, I don't really warrant anything they have to say because they're very prideful. Right. Yeah.
1: I think it, it is tough to see that line between confidence and arrogance sometimes because you don't know if, like, if that cockiness is because they're so confident. Like, you know, an example would be, like, if you compare it to the NBA, sports. Like There it is. We, you, you got Steph Curry, and he's been, like, in controversy for, like, being too cocky or whatever. But it's also, like, he's very confident in his skill because he's very good at it. And like he'll like maybe over celebrate and people don't like that because he's like a little he's a little cocky. But it's oh, it's like is that confidence? Is that cockiness? Like in tough, I think in leadership too, it's tough to see. It's like are they just that confident? Is that mm-hmm. like a is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? And it's I guess you have to look at what is bad about arrogance. Like what are the bad sides
0: of it? the yeah. bad
1: sides of confidence maybe that leads yeah. into arrogance.
0: Yeah, and I mean, kind of going back to the Steph Curry thing. I, I've heard that argument like oh he's cocky uh, but and he like, claims to be a Christian and stuff like this but <laughs> if you've ever watched that man play basketball he is <laughs> arguably the best shooter to ever play the game of basketball it is and, pretty cool. and some of the sh- most of the shots he celebrates after are the crazy shots that you're like you're not even really paying attention to his celebrating until you see it on Instagram later because you're just like how in the world did that go in? Like, yeah. how in the world did he pull up from half court and make that? Like, I don't know. It,
1: the shot takes are insane.
0: Exactly. And so I think that kind of plays into the confidence arena, the confidence and arrogance. Like, I wouldn't say that that is a sign of arrogance. I would say he's celebrating. And maybe <laughs> maybe the people that don't like it are the ones, are the, the fans of the other team that he happens to be playing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Which, which I have been in that group a number of times <laughs> <laughs> as a Magic fan.
1: Oof, yeah.
0: But I think what's so harmful about arrogance, and like you said, the downside of confidence. I think what's so harmful about that is because it turns people off to your message, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like I like I said at the beginning, I'm what like if I see somebody acting arrogantly, like I'm going to be less likely to listen to them than if somebody came in humility and spoke and said the exact same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if they come in like arrogance,
1: it's kind of like, it's kind of more focused on themselves Hmm. and they're not so concerned with everything else. But as long as like they look good or as long as you know, it's just like, yeah, I know I'm better than you. So I'm going to like act like it. And like maybe treat like as a leader, treat you like not important. Like I'm important here. And so that makes you like, oh, I don't want to follow you. I don't want to help you out. I don't want to do like any of that. So I think that's, and like you said, with humility, where it's like someone who can humble themselves in leadership. Um, it's like, I want to be like that person. I want to live the way that they live. And I want to like follow them and be, be recognized with like maybe with them. Like, oh yeah, you, you work with this person. And I think that's, like, that's what you shame for.
0: That creates a greater sphere of influence, maybe, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I like how you defined arrogance. You said it was very, like, self-centered and puffing up yourself, s- right? Mm-hmm. Very self-motivated, self-driven. Uh, what would you, like, how would you define humility? Like, what do you think humility looks like?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think... Well, definitely focusing on others is a, a big a big aspect of that. Recognizing that you are not like the what the show is about. Hmm. Like that you're not the main character in the show. And I know there's me and, uh, me and one of my friends are
0: talking about that today. The main character complex. I don't, have you heard of that? Like it's kind of a, along the lines of narcissism. Like saying it's all about me.
1: Kind of, yeah, you're kind of putting yourself,
0: like, in a movie or, like, at, as the
1: star of the show. And I think a lot of people do it, like, just, like, a common human trait to do. Uh, yeah. But I think with humility, you're you're kind of taking yourself out. You recognize that you're not, like, a perfect person. Um, you recognize that, you know, God is in control and kind of, like, stepping back almost and allowing others to, like, I don't know, grow around you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Focusing and, on other, putting others, putting other things above you and not going for shine for
0: yourself to stay with the same analogy, kind of taking yourself off center stage. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. And one of the the greatest things I learned about this concept of humility was actually uh, from the Oaks program at Bay Hope Church. And it's mm-hmm. if you guys don't know what the Oaks program is, I should have worn my shirt. I have my shirt. Oh, I, man.
1: It, yeah. Perfect. It's.
0: It's a perfect chance that I ruined it. It says Oaks on it, but uh, it's a discipleship program started by our very own Melissa Miner at Bay Hope Church, who is awesome. And it's all about developing and cultivating leaders. And the number one leadership trait that she addresses in that course is this concept of humility and this concept of being rooted in Christ, being rooted in God, which produces this confidence in yourself, but displays itself as humility, right? It doesn't puff like a person does not have to puff himself up to say, Hey, I am a great leader. But this this trait of humility is what marks a great leader. And if you read the life of Jesus' ministry in the Gospels, that's exactly what he did. Like I can't think of one place where Jesus stood up. And said, "I and was very boisterous and prideful, right? I couldn't, like, I, I don't know. Could you? Can you think of an instance? No, I can't. And I think that's that's purposeful, right? Like, I don't think Jesus was prideful in the slightest. I mean, everybody who saw him didn't think of him as the Messiah. Everybody in Israel saw him as just a common man from Nazareth." From this poor town in the north of the country the northern region of the country and I think that is vitally important and shows us how we should not only lead because but carry ourselves throughout our daily lives right yeah
1: because if we if we act like we're like it's all about us I'm the leader here I feel like people are less likely to follow you and that's like as you're talking about like a Christian leader. Like people are less likely to like, oh, like, like you said, it kind of turns you off and it's like, I don't know people. It won't expand like your reach. But if you're like leading like quietly and humbly, like people will like gather like, oh, something, something different about that guy. Like Mm -hmm. he's not, he's not all about himself. He cares about other people. That's, that's interesting. Like I want to be a part of that. And so people like, you're doing like God's work. Oops, sorry. I was getting an Amber (laughs) alert. uh, But you know, like they see you, you know, and they, I think they see God through that humility.
0: So how would you how would you describe humility? I would kind of describe it the same way, right? I would kind of describe it in in the sense that it's it's not self-degradation. It's not putting yourself down and saying if something's true, if like I know God has gifted me with the ability to understand different languages and it wouldn't be humility for me to go around saying, Oh, like I'm terrible at, I'm terrible at understanding Greek or I'm terrible at understanding Hebrew, uh, which are the classes I've taken. It wouldn't be humility for me to do that. It would actually be degrading who God made in the person of me, Mm. but humility doesn't puff myself up and say, Hey, this is me like I am, I am like the best. I am the top scholar on this campus in Hebrew and in, and in Greek for my age. I'm not, Yeah. (laughs) but that's, that's I think what arrogance would say, whereas humility is recognizing that, Hey, God gave me this gift and I'm going to use this gift to not only glorify God, but to bear fruit for his kingdom and to expand his kingdom that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I I would define it.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then, so going into confidence then like, what's the difference? Because I feel like confidence can be a bunch of different things. So what's like the difference between confidence and then there's such thing as Godly confidence, right?
0: Mm -hmm. I think only true confidence is, is godly confidence. And here's why, because a confidence in God, confidence means to like, to place your trust in, um, and a godly confidence will ultimately produce a confidence in, in who you are as a person. It won't puff up your character as a person, but you'll have this sense of like, I know who God created in the person of Austin. And I now have the freedom of Christ because of what Christ did on the cross. I have the freedom to, to live as God intended me to live walking with him in a close, intimate relationship, knowing that I am his and he is mine and that the gifts, like I said before, like the gifts that he's given me are not things I should take pride in, but rather things I should rejoice along with God in and, and, and use them to the best of my ability to grow the kingdom. And I think that is the difference the distinguishing factor between confidence and arrogance right yeah it's not because if you notice the true confidence the, the godly confidence is not puffing up others or puffing up yourself it's it's ultimately glorifying god
1: yeah yeah i think because when we like i guess when we think of confidence a lot like in like you're just like day-to-day stuff we think oh like look at me like I'm confident in who I am and what I can do. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of like taking God almost out of the picture. Not that confidence is like a bad thing, but like when you have like, God says who you are and you know that, and you know that not that like, that's godly confidence. Like you, Mm -hmm. I know who I am because God tells me who I am. And I know like I can have faith and hope in that and know that I'm his child, like you're saying you can be confident and be able to trust him in that way.
0: Mm -hmm. And one of, one of the, I guess, greatest passages of scripture that I draw confidence from is Psalm 139. And Psalm 139 is a, it's a very popular passage, but it says that, that God knit you together in your mother's womb. He formed you. He created you. And, if you notice in that, in that passage, all of the v- like verbs are active, right? It's like God created, like God made me individually and especially me as Austin Slade. he knew me even when I was conceived in my mother's womb. And that I think that gives me so much. And, and this confidence is, it's not, this confidence I would say is synonymous with, with peace because confidence expressed doesn't str- it's not insecure right It's mm-hmm. not and that's something I would say is that's still a, like I would say a daily struggle for me right is living in confident assurance of the promises of God because so many other things happen throughout our days. so many, like going to school, going to work, going to wherever like, it can get just get distracting. But being rooted in scripture, and that's why I said Psalm 139, because that reminds me like, hey, God made me special and God loves me solely because he created me.
1: Yeah. And there's, I also like, um, I don't know where it is exactly, but it's, it talks about, like you talked about peace, like giving all of your worries and anxieties to God because he cares for you. And like that last part, he cares for, like, he cares about what you're going through. And he, like, he wants to be there for you. And that brings you peace, which, like you said, leads into confidence. So you can get rid of, like, those things that you deal with on a day-to-day basis, knowing that he's in control. And then that way you're literally not worrying about, and we'll, we'll still worry, you know, because yeah. we're human. But yeah. we're able to get rid of that that worry in that moment. And we can be confident and know, like, I'm okay. Like, I got, God is with me. I can be confident that he's got me. And it's kind yeah. of like a trust factor with God. Mm -hmm.
0: which that is it's It's easier said than done it is very (laughs) much easier said than done to because i and i think that kind of gets to another another topic is like oh trust god what does that mean right (laughs) like yeah okay like when you hear when you hear somebody like you're asking for advice like what should i do (laughs) and they say trust god to provide and you're like so, okay, so I'm going to sit here. I'm going to trust, and I'm not going to act until I trust, right? Because, again, there's that lack of confidence. But I would say confidence manifests itself in doing what you know God has made you to do or what God has gifted you in until he maybe shifts your direction, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm uh, – if going back to, my, like, my, my call – uh, I know God has called me and given me the gifts uh, of the spirit to be a pastor, to to work in the ministry and to care for his people. I know that with absolute certainty, and I'm going to just keep doing that because I'm confident in who God is and that he doesn't change and that his word doesn't change, though his plan may change for me, right? He, he has a plan. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He has a plan but I don't know that whole plan. Right. And so he may lead me down a different direction, but until he, he lets me know, and he will let me know very clearly, he will always let us know very clearly like where he's leading us. uh, I'm going to do what God has called me to do and rest and have peace in that. Yeah. And that is, I think, I think that's confidence expressed.
1: Yeah. And I think also like sometimes we may not know if what we're doing is like what we're supposed to be doing. Cause there's, I feel like everyone kind of goes to this. Like, am I supposed to be going this path? Like career wise? Um, like am I supposed to be doing this or that? But we can have confidence like no matter what, like God's going to guide us even with that, even with that like unsureness of it. Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this, but I trust that God's going to guide me along that path. Like he's going to take me where he needs to take me. And Having that confidence in his plan, and you know, kind of not worrying about it almost like, like you said, like knowing that he's gonna let you know, yeah, like, what you need to do.
0: And worry's gonna spring up. Worry oh, is course. like, worry is like the the weeds in the garden, right? That you just have to keep kind of plucking out and and getting rid of. And worry's gonna spring up, but it's the mark of maturity and mark of depth in the walk of life the journey of the Christian life is not the absence of worry or the absence of temptation or the absence of anything else of of trials, but it's the fact of renewing our mind with the truth. And that when those trials, when the worries, when the fears, whenever, whatever pops up in our lives that we by faith say, Hey, God, I know you said this in your word. I know you did. And I know that you will never, your word will never fail. And I'm trusting in that and that trust in God and his word and what he said that enables us to live and make decisions with, with confidence, with power. And uh, we yeah. were talking about that in our small group with like the power of God and what that really looks like. And I think that's a little bit of what the power of God looks like in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we were also talking about like how we can
1: kind of like put God into a box, like mm-hmm. his powers Cause like you know what we can understand is like so little compared to like God's knowledge. So like oh he can only do this and move, and move in this way, but like he can like move in like insane ways that we can't understand. Um, but so would you say like that trust then is like building that trust is like one of like the practical ways that we can gain confidence, or like what are like some practical ways that we can like work on gaining confidence? Mm-hmm.
0: I would say practically speaking the best way to again gain confidence is to because confidence is ultimately like it's not something you can just kind of conjure up right yeah yeah. but you you build at it you build at it that's kind of i think that's if i had to boil down the christian life to one thing i would say it's building right it's this idea this process process yeah yeah the yeah the trust the process process process. (laughs) yeah Uh but to start that process, it's it's renewing your mind with those those key passages that that God has divinely inspired in His Word. Psalm one thirty nine, uh, Romans eight. I transparently, Romans eight is my favorite passage in all of Scripture. That's one that when I'm down, that's one I have on my arm. Actually, if you guys can see that, I have uh, a <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, my tattoo um, it says, "We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us." and that hymn is Jesus, uh, that is another great passage. The book of John, I think, gives me great confidence as well. But just really finding passages in scripture to meditate and renew your mind with, I think that's how you start the process of building this confidence.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing I've been trying to do more is memorizing scripture. Cause like, you know, we did it like as kids and like Sunday school. And that's like, oh, you have like the hand motions and everything, but like in a day-to-day thing, like how often I wish that I like had a verse to think of, like in the moment, yeah. like in a moment maybe of like worry or like doubt or something that goes on. It's like, man, like I wish I could just go. Now we have the internet that we can go pretty quickly too. but like to have it on your heart is like a completely different thing. Like, I yeah, feel it's like, different. just like, like know it.
0: Yeah, like it's it's the difference between knowing it and and knowing it right? Yeah. Because when you, when you know it, it's like, okay, like, for example, I just took two midterms today. I know a lot of things, (laughs) but that knowledge manifests itself in the, in the sense that I just put it on a piece of paper and I'm done with it and I'll come back to it come finals time. Uh, but to know it in my heart, is it to, to weave it into the fabric of my being, That's why I have that verse on my arm, Romans 837, because I want to weave that confidence in Christ into the fabric of who I am as a person so that Mm -hmm. when worry comes, so that when fear comes, so that when sadness and anxiety come, I don't run to schoolwork. I don't run to anything else, but I run to Christ. Yeah. And that I think is the, is the key to building confidence is to, to place your confidence, not in yourself, but in who in Christ and in who he made in the person of you. Exactly. Yep. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. There was no awkward pause this time, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we're so happy you guys joined us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, as you see at the bottom of the screen, you can you can hit us up on Instagram. You can hit us up, you can hit us up on Instagram. You can email hello can at behobe.com. Like and subscribe, do all the good stuff, smash that like button, (laughs) and (laughs) and keep tracking along with us. But hey, until next week, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in.
1: See you guys.